Hey guys, this is Graydon Damien, and you're listening to Flawless Wrestling Talk. Welcome everyone to our very first episode of Flawless Wrestling Talk with Graydon Damien. I'm excited to be sharing this podcast with you guys and giving you an inside look to what it's like to really be the mega superstar. That is great, and Damien. No, but uh, for those of you who don't actually know me, if you did accidentally just find me on Spotify or Anchor or iTunes or Google, wherever you got me, wherever you found me, allow me to introduce myself. I'm great, and Damien. I'm a professional wrestler. Most notably, I wrestled with the gay-oriented website wrestling company known as UCW, Underground Championship Wrestling. I appeared there from around 2013 to late 2015, and I appeared under the name Damien. I was the flawless one, self-proclaimed image of deception. You never knew what you were going to get with me. So that's a little bit more of a background of me. I have a lot more wrestling experience besides that, and we will dive into that in future episodes of this podcast. Speaking of this podcast and why I want to do this podcast, uh, like I said, I appeared on a gay-oriented wrestling website. So that's an introduction. If you don't know who I am, uh, in the upcoming weeks, I'm going to be looking to interview certain people who have appeared on such sites and also some more of the underground people you may not know or be familiar with. I also, you know, will be talking about some things related to uh, both indie wrestling and the WWE, but we're going to keep that a little bit limited because that's really not exactly what I want this podcast to be about. I don't want this to just be another, you know, podcast talking about what's going on in WWE every week. So what I did over the past couple days and couple weeks is I've been asking you guys on my social media, and again, if you're new and you don't know who I am, please feel free to check me out on social media. Twitter is great and Damien. Facebook is also great and Damien. You can find me there. And so let's not waste any more time. We're going to dive into that. I have a series of questions here. So thank you guys so much for submitting these. First of all, we have someone who's asking me about the upcoming Wrestling with Pride event. Uh, For those of you who are not quite familiar with what this is, very popular gay wrestling website known as BG East last year did a show at the Manor in Welton Manors, Florida. It's called Wrestling with Pride. It was this big fundraiser type of show, I believe. And I attended the show, not as a performer, but I attended it as a fan. And I connected with the community, uh, with the wrestling fans, because a lot of people there actually recognized, you know, they recognized Damien and they were like, oh my God, it's good to see you, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I got to connect with some of the talent on the ro- that was on the show that night. So that was fun to just connect with all sorts of different people and Will I be wrestling at the Wrestling with Pride event this year? The short answer right now is no. And that could change. I mean, I'm not saying it will change. I'm not going to be saying, oh, you know, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be attending as a fan. However, if I'm asked to do something for whatever reason, so if someone for whatever reason decides to, like, would you want to be a referee? Would you want to take a bump or, you know, do a promo, anything, do a match, whatever. You know, if the opportunity does present itself, I'm not going to turn it down. I think it'd be fun. It was fun to attend, and it would definitely be fun to take a part of. So right now the short answer is no, but if that does happen, I will absolutely consider it. To follow that up, someone does ask me, would I wrestle for BG East? Back in the day, that was also a no. But as, you know, as I've kind of grown up and I've kind of, you know, I've realized 
over the years where their place was in the, you know, they laid the groundwork, they laid the foundation, and gay wrestling would not be a thing if they weren't there. So, you know, my opinions changed over the years, so I would consider it. I wouldn't say yes, definitely, if I was asked tomorrow, but I would absolutely consider it. Another fan is asking me about the Hannigan match and if it's going to happen. Basically, the short answer again to that is no. It was at one point going to happen, but things... I really don't know how much of this I can get into without getting myself in trouble. But we did have something planned and we had a match that was going to take place. Things were falling. Everything fell into place perfectly. The whole summer, we hyped the hell out of this it was supposed to be this big comeback match for the two of us. And then we were actually, I went to a UCW open in open gym type thing. And it was kind of my first, my first return with being in a UCW ring and being in the building and interacting with, with fans and, you know, former colleagues and things like that. And it was great. It was a great environment to be around. Uh, Hannigan and I, we did do some stuff. We did, we worked together privately and we were working on some match ideas, but for reasons that I really can't get into right now, it just did not happen. We could have definitely shot something that weekend. We could have filmed a match, and I think it would have been phenomenal. The powers that be at that particular time just were not... It was not meant to be that weekend. It was just... Things weren't going to work out that weekend. There's more reasons to it, and it's really not my place to say or talk about right now. But the short answer is no. So we kind of did waste all this buildup on such an amazing opportunity to have an amazing match. Because I think we were going to do a strap match or a, or a, a last man standing match. So it was going to be completely original. And, you know, I don't know what his current status is with UCW as of now. I'm saying he may no longer be with UCW. So there's that. I can't confirm that. That's not up to me. But, you know, if the people who are in charge change their mind on this, then absolutely, I will do it. If not, I am in touch with him. And him and I may set something up outside of UCW. I mean, obviously, we may not be able to promote it as our UCW characters, but we will absolutely have a match. I'm not opposed to that, so huge respect to him. He knows it, and we would put on one hell of a match, but for certain reasons, it just didn't happen, and like I said, I can't really <laughs> can't really go into too much detail right now. So moving along to our next topic, shall we? <laughs> I have a fan who's asking me what I want to wrestle David. Uh, for those of you who don't know, David Flawless... He is a, uh, he was my boyfriend. Uh, we didn't break up. We're actually, we are engaged. So now he's going to be my husband. And uh, he wrestled for UCW back in 2018. At this time, he does not have any upcoming matches. That could change in the future. He's still active on the roster and on the custom list. So, I mean, that is something that could definitely, definitely change. And uh, I would absolutely love to wrestle him. I mean, we do wrestle on occasion. We practice together and we train together. But to have an actual full-blown match with him, like in a ring, I think that would be phenomenal. I mean, we did 
like I said, when we trained together, we we played around with the idea and we've done in our training sessions, we've had some interesting matches. He's really strong, so it'd be interesting to see his strength versus my quickness and uh, to see how that would play out. So something, you know, I would like to see it happen somewhere. So we might put something together or we might try to make something happen. We we know some people who may be able to to film something for you guys, so uh, keep it in the we'll keep it in the back burner. It's not a bad idea. Uh, I have someone asking about my karaoke habits. <laughs> you guys who may not know me know I am who may not know this, but know this. I am a huge karaoke junkie. I love going out and singing. I love this one song called "Rise Like a Phoenix." It won the Eurovision Song Contest in 2014. It's an amazing song. I relate to the song so much. I just it's a powerful song and I love it and I sing it amazingly. Coming to my window has been a close second cuz I I have a very interesting vocal range. Let's just say that. <laughs> Someone else is asking me about my favorite singer or band. My favorite singer is Jewel. Got the privilege of meeting her several times. She's a phenomenal woman. She's got a great sense of humor. Love her to death. Uh, favorite band, I had this girl group I was obsessed with named Dream and got to meet most of them. I think I met all of them, actually. It's, it, I, it's, I can't remember if I met all of them. I never met them all at the same time, so that's the, <laughs> that's the weird thing. So who haven't you faced on the underground scene that you would like to? Oh my god, that's a really good question. So whoever asked that, that's a great question. Oh god, there's so many potential potential answers to this. Uh, right off bat, I think Ty Alexander. For those of you who don't know him, he's one to watch out for. Uh, he's been well, not watch out for. He's not like he's some like he's some newbie or anything, but uh, he wrestles for the BG East, and he's also, as to my knowledge, uh, has been training. He was training. I think he's now doing indie shows up in up near Boston, maybe. I don't follow him too closely. Uh, uh, there was a point in time where I actually wasn't a very big fan of him. And uh, a lot of it was for petty reasons, but <laughs> I won't get into that right now. But he's a phenomenal performer. And I think him and I would put on a great match. I, I just, there's something I like about him. Even though I just said a minute ago, I wasn't a fan. But no, like I said, it was literally for petty reasons. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll get into that in a future podcast. But he's a front runner. I would absolutely love to. Even though, you know, that's the that's the beauty, the beautiful thing about a lot of things is you could not like someone personally, but you could respect their body of work. Not saying that I don't like them. I'm just saying I'm using that as an example in this particular instance. So there's people that you could absolutely, if, I read, especially if you read my book, you'll know that I had a thing when, uh, oh my God, what was his, Pri Private Jack, when I wrestled him, could not stand the guy, but I definitely respected his his work ethic and his willingness to learn and so much of that and his potential. That was one of the things, like he was one of those examples. But yeah, I would absolutely love to wrestle Ty Alexander. Uh, Gabe Steele is another one. He seems to be pretty popular. Uh, basically a lot of the Florida-based wrestlers. Okay, so if I met anyone famous, who would it be? You know, I've already met most of the people I've admired, so that there's really not... A, I don't have an answer for this. Like, like I said, I love Jewel, and I met her so many times. She was a great inspiration. China was another one. 
when I got to meet her, I, I never took one of those moments for granted. Uh, both two women I really looked up to for different reasons, and met them both, and they're both phenomenal. Oh, have I ever had any major injuries? Actually, no, surprisingly. And I, I think, thankfully, thankfully, I have never had any serious injuries. And that is definitely something that is a bit of a rarity in the wrestling world. <laughs> Throughout all my years, I guess I've been wrestling for years. Like, if you didn't follow me in UCW, I have literally been wrestling since I was a kid. I write about it in my book, my very first experience with training as a kid and, you know, all of that and taking bumps for the first time and then, you know, evolving to wrestling with my friends and to not actually getting involved with my local indie scene, things like that. I have been, uh, even though I may not be the most active wrestler and I'm not wrestling, you know, every week and on every indie show, you know, I have wrestled for years and years and through various matches, I'm surprised I've never had a major injury. I mean, the only <laughs> the only time I really had any kind of injury injury was uh, unfortunately when I got my nose broken, and I do write about that in the book. By the way, the book I keep talking about for those of you who don't know, I wrote a book. It's an autobiography, and it's called "The Flawless Image of Deception," and it is on Amazon, and it's basically covers my career in wrestling and entertainment in general. So you guys should pick that up if you don't have it already, because I will be talking about it in the future on another podcast. So we will see what that has, where that plays into everything. But yeah, no, other than my broken nose, that was it. I had uh, basically <laughs> a guy who was a little bit reckless and uh, we were, I think, if I remember correctly, it was actually it was a it was during a private wrestling event that I was hosting. So that's the funny part. And he actually had wrestled once on UCW. I think he only had one appearance, and he had done other than that. He was just you know on the underground scene, just doing private matches. And then he turned around to like I had him in a I don't even remember what I had him in. I had him in some sort of rear hold, and then. He was elbowing me to break it, and I guess, you know, I don't know if I didn't jerk my head back far enough, or if he just completely missed the side of my face where he was supposed to be elbowing, but he el back elbowed me right into my nose. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't know until a couple days later that my nose was broken. I just know that it was... It was in pain for a little bit, and there was, like, some bruising the next day, but I didn't, you know, I just thought it was, you know, like Marsha Marcia Brady. I thought I got hit in the face with a football, and <laughs> I thought it was just going to, yeah. But no, I had a, I actually, he did break it, and that was, wasn't severe by any means. It wasn't like, oh my god, life-altering. <laughs> But I don't have any cool injury stories, so you got to work with me. This is the best I got, okay? <laughs> do you read negative posts or comments about yourself, and how do you handle it? That's a phenomenal question. The short answer is I kind of read everything. So if you ever send me something, read me, send me a comment, send me an email or a message, I may not reply to it, or I may not acknowledge it, but I read it. And uh, sometimes, you know, there are people who can be assholes and they can be douchebags. So <laughs> it's, 
it comes with the territory. It comes with, you know, it comes with being in this business that you will get that kind of reaction. And sometimes you do get that negative reaction and things like that. I'm a former comedian as well. Like I used to do stand-up comedy. So I'm used to dealing with hecklers and putting them in their place. So you want to bring it? Bring it because I will roast your ass. Do you have a favorite chapter in your book? Uh, God, actually, no, I don't think I have a favorite chapter in my book. There's different parts of my book that were really difficult to write. <laughs> and some were really personal. And uh, I think I think a lot of people, I think, especially I think the fans really would like a lot more of the wrestling-themed chapters. I think those were a lot of fun to, to really kind of write and rem- remember and be like, wow, that was an experience I had. But uh, no, but I don't really have a favorite chapter. The whole thing is really was fun. So, will you write another book? Um, not at this time. I have more stories I want to include, but I don't have enough for because there was a lot of things I left out. So, but I'm, you know what? I shouldn't say no. I might if if there was enough of what I left out and other things I could potentially think about, then I will absolutely explore that avenue and on that subject of that uh you know a lot of people have been asking about the audible version uh that's not happening i <laughs> right now there's there's not gonna be an audible version i just for me personally it was too much of a hassle if i can i see i wanted i didn't want to hire someone to to read my book and because i can't bring the same kind of emotion that i can but i really just I didn't have the time to just go ahead and record the whole thing. And it wasn't fair to just keep saying, oh, man, this might be because this might come out. This might come out. Right now, it's not. It's not going to. I mean, maybe what I will do in the future is if this podcast takes off, I may kind of do like uh, an exclusive thing related to this. And that's the closest you'll get to an audible version, unfortunately. Was the book hard to write? Uh at first, absolutely not. At first, it was like, at first, I was just freezing through it. Like, I was like, yeah, it's like, I'll get this done in a month. But then as it progressed, and especially as uh, I was also going through a divorce during the the book, so <laughs> I started writing it, and one part of my life was, you know, happening, and then I was having all these marital and relationship problems, and that was going on, and that was also affecting things that were happening within my career, my wrestling career. And those were some things that I were I was kind of keeping, you know, under wraps that I didn't really want people to know about. Like I didn't want people to know that, you know, I was, you know, in this relationship that was, you know, where I felt that I was being controlled and uh, that I was having opportunities blocked from me because I, you know, I was afraid to, <laughs> you know, up, upset my husband and things like that. So. There was just things I didn't talk about, but they were going on as I was writing the book. But then, you know, when we we split, I was like, okay, you know, this is something I need to, should I include this kind of content in the book? And that was kind of the hard choice was like, do I include this? Is this too personal? And, you know, then I was like, you know what, I'm going to include this because I think certain times people will connect with it and then that will be great for them. There'll be people who can relate to it or if they're going through that same struggle and that was just not with the divorce, but that was with anything, especially because I talk a lot in the book about mental illness and things like that and things that I've dealt with. I think if people who could relate to that and they could see that I was able to get through so many different things, 
that then, you know, maybe I could be a symbol of hope and strength for them, like, you know, some of my idols were. So it was rewarding. It was difficult at times, but definitely rewarding. What's my favorite type of month? Oh, match. What's my favorite type of month? It's like, what is that, October? I think, what kind of question is that? I don't really have a favorite type of match, to be honest with you. I just, I don't. I I like a good back and forth. I like a good, well-balanced match. I hate when things are too one-sided. I hate a lot of the traditional, especially in the, especially in the, uh, the gay wrestling world. A lot of people are very much into their, their heel and jobber things, which they, God, they use those words so incorrectly that it just drives me nuts. But, uh, they're, they're into that kind of thing. And that's not my thing at all. Like I, I, I don't ever want to be in it because I've wrestled people that were, it was all very one side. It's not enjoyable to me. Squat, it's like squash matches. Nobody enjoys that as a fan. Don't enjoy it. What do people expect you to be like when they meet you? The thing is, that's always very funny to me because people, I do think, have this perception that, you know, I'm either exactly like my character was or that I'm a total bitch. (laughs) And the funny thing is, until I get to know someone, I'm a very shy person. So I can just, I kind of just sit there and just kind of, I let people talk and I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. I might laugh at something you say, but I'm, I'm really very quiet when you first meet me. So that's the funny thing. And I'm this outspoken person. So it's kind of funny that it's totally opposite, but that's just how it goes. So the final question that someone has for me is if I own my own wrestling company, you know, like BG East or UCW or Rock Hard or any of them, how would they be similar? And how would it be different? I think the only similarities is, and this is something I kind of explored a little bit, <clears throat> That, uh, yeah, I think the similarities would be that it would definitely, you know, we'd have, of course, it'd be targeted towards a gay audience. That's, that's where your money is. But, uh, I think the differences would be mine would be very much more, mine would be more story driven, more interactive. So more opportunities for you guys as fans to be able to connect with the wrestlers and things like that. So using social media and, and using those things to my advantage. And uh, giving you guys a reason to care about what you're seeing. And not just... Because the funny thing is here is... You know, you have a site like... Take BG East, for example, that has existed forever. And in the early 2000s, you know, it was on VHS. Then they transitioned to DVDs. And then they transitioned to being, you know, a digital store front. That still kind of has DVDs, but, you know, it's kind of a thing where you have to evolve with your audience and evolve with technology. So I think, I mean, there's definitely, there's some people that are interested in doing something like that. I'll tell you that. I've connected with some people who are interested in starting up something, doing some kind of startup. And I think it's a great idea. Whether it happens or becomes a reality, that I can't say. Time will tell on that one, but we will definitely see. So that's about just going to be wrapping it up for this podcast this week. What I will tell you guys is to stay tuned because over the next couple weeks, I'm going to be doing all sorts of interesting things. One of the things I'm doing over the next couple weeks is I'm calling it, oh, I don't really know what I'm calling it yet, but it's sort of like a chapter by chapter breakdown of my book. So if you haven't read my book yet, I 
definitely encourage you to pick it up. It's called The Flawless Image of Deception by Graydon Damien. I would love for you guys to pick it up. You don't really need to for the podcast purposes, as I'm not going to give away every detail, but I'm going to elaborate a little bit because some of you have been asking me some things about things I wrote about. But I'm going to just use this podcast as a platform over the next couple of weeks to kind of break down some of the more interesting elements of the book without giving away the whole story so it will still entice you to read. But you also won't be totally lost if you haven't read it, if that makes sense. And then, of course, I do have some interviews lined up, and I'm very excited about who some of them are. So I can't wait for you guys to hear that as well. And then in between that, we're going to see what happens as far as, you know, maybe I'll be doing some sort of reviews of some site, or maybe I'll be giving my opinions on different things. You just got to keep tuning in week after week to see what's going to happen. That's all I'm going to say. But it's going to be fun. Guys are going to love it. So any feedback, suggestions, comments, you guys know where to reach me. Twitter is great in Damien. Facebook is great in Damien. Reach out to me. This is Great and Damien signing off for Flawless Wrestling Talk.